Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where I help passionate entrepreneurs condense an hour of business research into 22 minutes of powerful conversations filled with knowledge, stories, and advice to help you achieve your one-year goal in 90 days. From national stages to your earbuds, I'm here to tell you that it's possible to have a profitable and sustainable business without the fear of overwhelm and uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's all mojo and none of the fluff. It's time to get motivated in 22 minutes. Welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast. And our performance conversation today is with our very special guest, Brenda Meller. Brenda is just one of those phenomenal people. She is a LinkedIn master, right? Master, guru, genius. Those are just a few words that can describe how awesome Brenda is on the LinkedIn space. You know, she also has created the LinkedIn Rockstars, which I'll let her kind of describe why she does that. And, you know, her background is marketing, right? Meller marketing. It's it's just her way of just tapping into her natural space of knowing how to serve people and do it in a way that connects at the highest level. And so Brenda is going to have a really rich conversation with us today, and I'm really excited. So welcome to this episode today. Thank you, Marlo. I'm so looking forward to the conversation today. Thanks so much for having me on. Okay, so I give some background and you are looked at literally as a genius in that space, okay? What has helped you really dominate that LinkedIn space? Give us some insight there. I have to say, first of all, anytime somebody introduced me as like a LinkedIn expert master, and I'm always like, you know, it's like the imposter syndrome. They're going to find me out. I'm not really that good. I don't know if that's a woman thing or, or not, but I, it keeps me humble. I don't ever profess to be an expert. I like to say I'm a LinkedIn ambassador. You know, I show you around how to use the site and to be more effective on the platform. You know, I guess for me, I, I've always had a marketing background. That's been my, my corporate career, and it was up until three years ago. And I developed a knack for social media Really, I mean, my success story with LinkedIn began in like 2008 when I was working for a corporation. I wanted to make a change. And if you remember 2008, that was the last recession. And it was like the worst time to make a job change. But I was on this platform called LinkedIn and people weren't really using it that much yet. But I'm like, "Eh, I'll see what happens. And I found a job there. I made a direct connection to a hiring manager using the messaging on there. And I was like, wow, this is going to change the job search market. It's a different way of doing things. From there, I just kind of leaned in on it. And I, uh, when I started my new job, and we were building up our social media community, but we were using LinkedIn to promote the organization. So I had kind of the knack for understanding it. And then as a marketer, you know, how do you blend in this, this new platform to support the marketing efforts for your organization? And I also, you know, had that skill of being able to teach it to others and show other people. So over time, you know, that that skill, initial skill of finding a job led to blogging about LinkedIn and then doing webinars and speaking engagements. And one day I had a opportunity to explore what was next for me. The universe nudged me forward, if you will. And as I was interviewing and and looking for my next full-time opportunity, I had people starting to approach me because I had such a a strong online presence and, and people would say, well, Brenda, since you have time, can you help me with my LinkedIn page? And since you have time, can you help me with social media? And I started going, gosh, if I have enough of these people, I don't need to go back. And I wasn't promoting it as a business. But then I made the decision to work for myself. And that was three years ago. And now this is what I do full time. I help people and businesses unlock the power of LinkedIn. Okay, but right there, you just validated your genius, right? <laughs> because when people are asking you, Brenda, can I have you know a, a question here? Can I have 20 minutes there? Can you help me unlock? this, you know, right there, they're seeing you as that 
genius, that expert, that guru. <laughs> and, you know, we need people like that because not all of us think like that or position ourselves that way. And the power is so, so important. Okay. Yeah. So what's the number one mistake that you see people are making on LinkedIn? And there's probably more than one, yeah. but is there one that really stands out, Brenda, that you can help as, as listeners are listening and tapping into this episode that they too can benefit from? There's so many, you know, one common thing that I see and I had a gentleman on a phone call with earlier today and he's not active on LinkedIn. This is a common mistake. You have a profile, but you're doing nothing with it. You're not posting, you're not engaging with others. You're not liking and commenting, you're, you're inactive. So you, you can certainly just set up a LinkedIn account and then that's it. You've claimed your name. If people look for you, they have information, but that's only one element of, of LinkedIn success. If you really want to be successful on the platform, you have to have an optimized profile. You have to be sending out invitations with a personal note and you have to be active. And that means you're posting regularly at least once a week, if not once every single business day. And then you are also engaging with others, building up that social media karma. So going into the homepage feed, scrolling through, liking or reacting on their posts, and then occasionally adding a comment of five or more words. So for your listeners today, I would encourage them as soon as they're done listening to this podcast, or even while you're listening to this podcast, go onto LinkedIn and say something like listening to an amazing podcast by at Marlo Higgins, and you would tag Marlo in the podcast, where she is interviewing at Brenda Meller, and you'll tag me about LinkedIn strategy. And it's an easy way of just getting yourself into the homepage feed again, and then maybe share something that you learned from this interview in that post. Love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. So the other thing too, you talk about that karma, that social media karma, yeah. right? So this is where I'm going to raise you up. You've created this LinkedIn rock stars list. You yeah. know, what is it? Why did you do that? And mm -hmm. give us the power that that in itself brings and does for you personally. Why are you doing it? I started the LinkedIn Rockstar list. Actually, I was inspired by a gentleman who's in the UK. His name's John Asperian. If you're not yet connected with him, go and follow and connect with him and tell him I sent you. Amazing gentleman. And he is a relentlessly helpful technical copywriter. And that's his, his background. But he also shares LinkedIn tips. And I remember when I first started connecting and following him, occasionally he would share like data points. Like if you post this type of a post on LinkedIn, you know, text versus image, you know, here's my data, here's what it shows. And, and he was like creating like charts of this data. And I said, how are you getting that? And he said, oh, I just do an Excel spreadsheet and I, and I post it out and put a table in and post the picture out. And I said, well, that's interesting. And he's using this as like a benchmark for his own progress. So I started to think, well, I want to really expand my presence and success on the platform. How can I do that quickly? Well, I want to learn from people who are, who are doing it um, better or, or more active or maybe are on the platform longer than me. And so I started this Excel spreadsheet and that's all it was in the beginning. And I started kind of noting down people that I knew that were doing really well on LinkedIn. And in the beginning, it was just anybody, anybody who came to mind for me, I, I would track and I would look up their LinkedIn URL once a week and look and see how many followers they had. And then I would track um, follower growth week over week because we're not going to be able to compete, Marlo, with the people that have 5 million followers. I mean, you and I are mere mortals at this point, right? And right. We're not going to get there. But I could compete with the people who are, you know, comparable to me in terms of followers. But I needed to level the playing field, and I did that by percentage increase in follower growth. So then I could compare myself to people who had 5 million followers based on percentage increase in follower growth. And I was doing this for probably six months initially. And then one day, like John, I decided to publish my data. And at the time, there was probably 25, 40 people on the list. 
and I published the, the chart as a picture. Maybe I said, here's my, the rock stars I see on LinkedIn. It wasn't really a name at the beginning, but I published it. And everybody who was on the list was like, wow, this is amazing data. And I was like, oh, you guys like it? Okay, I'll, I'll keep publishing it. And I did that for a while every week. And I would tell people, if you have names I should look at, submit their names to me. And then it started getting really large. And I started going, well, it's not fair to compare LinkedIn trainers to non-trainers. And people like you, Marlo, I, I've added you to my list. So I split out the LinkedIn trainers and coaches and strategists from the non-LinkedIn people. And then I have a, a, I call them now the Meller Marketing LinkedIn Rockstars, LinkedIn Trainer Edition. And then I have the non-LinkedIn Trainer Edition of that list. And I've got a third list that is now people that are 100,000 followers or above because they're in a whole playing field on their own. So initially, to answer your question, Marlo, I did this for me. I was trying to figure out how to increase my presence on the platform how to improve my skills by learning from others who are doing it better than me or who are more advanced or more experienced than me. Over time, I was publishing it to shine the spotlight on others. And what I found is it had, it just really got a lot of reach and other people not on the list started following it and commenting on the post. So now I do it probably a little bit of both still for me, because I want to you know, understand who's active on the platform but it's probably more so because of the amount of community engagement that it generates for people like you and for other rock stars who are on the list. And you're like pretty much, I would say everybody's best friend because <laughs> I was interviewed on your LinkedIn live yeah. in the last two weeks. Somebody listened to that episode, reached out to me directly through the direct message. His first um, words out of the gate were anybody who knows Brenda is my friend. <laughs> So here we are, you know, all these like virtual beings in the world that just, again, validates the power that community partnership of just passing and spreading the love. And yeah, I, I think that that's super, super monumental. Okay, so here's another thing too. This is something that I see, you know, a lot of people obviously want to connect and you get asked, right? Can I, yeah. can I add and join? What is your take on that? I mean, should we say yes to everybody? What would be some of the qualifiers to allow somebody into your, your network? Give us some insight on that, because I think that's also a very big thing. There's no right or wrong answer to that, Marlo. I mean, it really depends on what are your goals for using LinkedIn. I'm going to start with saying this. LinkedIn only allows you to have 30,000 connections. Only 30,000. I mean, that's a pretty big number, but you only get to have 30,000 connections. You can have an unlimited number of followers. So people can click to follow you on LinkedIn. And what that means is they'll see your updates, your posts, things like that, but they won't have that ability to do a one-to-one -one message to you. They can't see your contact info, your email, things like that. But the average user, you have to think about how am I using LinkedIn and what do I want my personal relationships to be with these connections, the professional relationships, I should say, to be with these connections. If you want to use LinkedIn as a very small group for only people that you know well, your personal Rolodex, that's perfectly fine to do so. If you're using LinkedIn for maybe business development, you might want to loosen that up a little bit to people you know, but people who also maybe referrals for you or people who might be in your geographic area or in your industry. And then you start to like, grow that that lists a little bit larger. The other end of the spectrum is the, the people that they're called Lions, L-I-O-N, and you might see that on some folks' names on their profile. That stands for 
LinkedIn Open Networker. So it's an acronym, L-I-O-N. And those people are of the belief that the more people we connect to, the more people we can help in this world. So whether it's seeing their posts or providing referrals, you know, it's, it's kind of like they kind of see it as let's just connect with as many people as we can. And lions will not screen in invitations. They will just click accept. If you send them one, they'll accept it. No questions asked. I probably fall someplace in the middle of, you know, being a very restrictive connector to an open lion. And I like to know why you want to connect with me. So what I do, Marlo, and I encourage your, your viewers to think about this as well, is when people send you an invitation, you can actually, there's a way that you can message them and you can message them back if they don't include a personal note. And if you do so, the message could be as simple as, hi, Marlo, thanks for the LinkedIn invitation. Have we met Brenda Muller? And in 99% of those cases, you haven't met. And you know that, the other person knows that, but it's more polite than saying, who the heck are you and why do you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, right? So by using that screening message, what I find is it screens in the intentional invitations and it screens out the unintentional. What do I mean by that? If there's a reason somebody visited my profile and I send them that message, they're going to reply back and they might say, no, we haven't met, but... I heard your LinkedIn live with Marlo Higgins and it was fascinating. Or I saw your LinkedIn rock stars list and I'm, I'm learning a lot from you. So they're going to give some, and they might even say, yeah, we, we did meet. It was before COVID. Don't you remember we were at Grand Traverse Pie and we had coffee together. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot Jim, of course. But it's a way of building dialogue. The unintentional people will never reply back to that. So at that point, Marlo, then you can look at the profile and do what I do. Figure out, is this somebody I think would I would benefit from connecting with, or are they only looking to connect to me to sell to me or to ask me for something? Then I might not, right? And I get a lot of those. I mean, I know we all do, actually. You can just see their intentions, you know, and why they want to connect with you because they do. They just want to sell you something. And how many times have we clicked yes, entered them in and immediately get a direct message like, hey, I've got this webinar that you need to part, you know, and and, and I just like, that just makes it feel gross. Yeah, it just it does. Is. I love to work with really high achievers and people who really have that on point purpose. You know, so that's kind of my reasoning for being a little bit more in, in partnership. Yeah, yeah. selective, mm-hmm. you know, because I believe you have right. to qualify to get to great. And I think that is one of your platforms too is, you know, I mean, we do, we have to learn how to, to raise ourselves up and get into that space and choose what we focus on as well. So it's just, to me, it's, it's fascinating. And no, I don't like to say no to people, but right. I think we have to be selective as well. So if I get that invitation and I don't think that I am a good fit for them to be a connection, I will still reply back. And I'm doing this now, especially I'm getting a lot of overseas invitations coming in and I, and I, and you only get 30,000. I'm on the, I'm over 15,000 now. I'm not up to 30, but I'm being much more selective on who the, the last 15,000 I accept from my network are. And you have to be in the U S because that's where I'm based my, my business. So if I get folks from overseas without a personal note that don't respond back, I will reply back and I'll say, thanks for the invitation. If you go back to my profile and click on follow, you'll see my update. And you can also follow my business page on LinkedIn to learn more about Meller Marketing and get LinkedIn strategy tips. So I'm giving them an option. It's, it's kind of like a no, but, you know, but, you know, here's yeah. what you can do instead if you're looking for my update. 
you know, and that's the space I'm in. I'm right at that 14,000 space mm-hmm. and I'm just yeah. very aware of it. Boy, the people that I've met, you know, a lot of my podcast guests, they're people just yeah. like you, Brenda, who I've been out there and I've had synergy. I've had connectivity. I've been able to refer others yeah. to because you know, I just see the value that they bring and we all want value. I mean, I think at the that's end right. of the day, everybody wants to have that value piece, but I can't even tell you how awesome relationships have been from the people that, you know, you surround yourself with. And it's like, you can get to know somebody just through their regular engagements and how they're sharing and spreading that you, you know, we learn to support them. And if somebody's published a book, you can't help but say, Hey, you know, I'm going to order it and then I'm going to read it and then I'm going to share it. And there's just huge values with that. So, you know, most of us should know this. What's different between LinkedIn tribe versus let's say Instagram? Give us your take as a guru in that space of social media. So what I think about is, you know, there's a bunch of different social media networks that are out there. LinkedIn is different from every other network because it is purely professional. So people that are on LinkedIn, you know, kind of are in that business mindset. And I think about when you pull out, like, let's say the Wall Street Journal, it's the same type of a mindset. You're going in there to get your news and information and kind of like reading the paper, you flip through the, the, you know, whether it's a digital issue or a print issue, you're flipping through looking for articles, headlines, reading about people, um, getting insights to help you in your business. And then you put the paper down and you go back to work. You don't hang out on LinkedIn. I think that's a user behavior. You don't hang out on LinkedIn like you do sometimes on Instagram where you're just scrolling, scrolling, cat video, like um, scrolling, scrolling, celebrity picture, like scrolling, scrolling, inspirational quote, you know, Instagram live. Like it's more of like on Instagram, it's more of a social mindset that you go in on. And when you sometimes see those business messages on Instagram, you get a little irritated. Where's my cat video? I'm looking for pineapple recipes. Where I mean, you're not looking for business messages on there. So think about your own mindset as you go into the networks. You know, what are you open to seeing and what type of information turns you off on that network? So you got to think about they each have their own personality. I've heard some folks saying LinkedIn is kind of like going into the office or going to a networking event, whereas Facebook is like inviting people into your living room. And I don't know, is Instagram kind of like going to the park, you know, because it's a little bit more open than Facebook? I don't know. But think about your own use of, of those networks and how you are using them. And that helps you to understand how to use LinkedIn versus Instagram, for example. And that's so helpful because I think, again, you know, there's a clear purpose in the way that you're describing it. If you're anchored in that space of just really understanding the purpose of what you're going for in that area, you're going to have a greater return. You're going to be able to serve more people and really bring the value. Okay, so two things before we get off of this episode, because they're very, very important. One of them is the profile. And I'll let you pick, Brenda, what you want to jump into first. But, you know, Mm -hmm. the power of our profile, this, what you see, because I know we've expanded the characters on our LinkedIn profiles. And then the other is LinkedIn video. Talk a little bit about that. So I'll I'll, I'll give you a couple of quick pointers on your profile first. And one is your LinkedIn profile is not your resume. So unless you're a job seeker, and even then it shouldn't be identical to your resume. So think about your LinkedIn profile in terms of your ideal target audience, reading your profile, what do they need to know? and thinking about including contact information, including a description of yourself, and adding some personality to it. If you look at my LinkedIn about statement, for example, and I would encourage you, look at it. You're not stalking. I'm giving you permission to do so. So look at my about statement, and you're going to find it starts with a very uh, specific statement written in the first person in the beginning, and then I go into a little bit of my 
background in my business products and services that I offer. And then I end with some personality elements. I love pie. So I tell people like, you know, when you invite me to connect, tell me your favorite pie when you connect. And I also have like some personal goals and inspirational quotes in there. So make it interesting and, and that will help to keep people on your profile longer. And then shifting gears to video on LinkedIn, there, there's two types of video, actually three if you think about it. There's the uploading a native video onto LinkedIn that you have pre-recorded. Um, you can upload a video from another site, like a YouTube channel or something into LinkedIn. You can post that. And then the third is live video. And LinkedIn Live is, is newer. It's been around for a little over, I think about a year, maybe not quite a year and a half now. You have to apply. They don't give LinkedIn Live access to everybody. And you can either live stream from your personal LinkedIn profile or from your company page. You have to apply for, for either path. But what's happening here is now we are able to reach people in the moment on LinkedIn and to have live interaction with our community simultaneously, as opposed to whenever people come in and out and they're leaving comments and it's not at the same time point. And it's almost become a little bit of like that good morning America effect. You think about somebody in the background holding up the poster going, hi from Iowa to my mom or something. And they get that, oh my gosh, she just mentioned me on screen. They get that little uh, effect of thing. So when I do live interviews, I think about there's there's kind of multiple audiences. There's the person I'm interviewing. That's one of the audiences. There's the live audience who's participating and watching. And then there's the playback audience, the people that are watching it later. And that can have a, a big reach. But if you see a LinkedIn Live, jump on one. My advice to you is add a comment and just say something as simple as, Hi, uh, hi from Metro Detroit or something. And you know, a lot of times you'll get a shout out from the host. They'll say, oh, hey, Brenda from Metro Detroit is watching this morning. Okay, so now just listening to this episode, people understand why Brenda Meller is our bestie out there and why <laughs> she's a guru, why she's an expert and a genius in this space because you just proved it. I mean, just listening to you, we learn so much from you just in this little snippet of time and that's what we'd like to promise our audience. So thank you so much. So Brenda, we're coming into the close and I always like to ask the question because we help passionate entrepreneurs hit their one-year goal and do it in 90 days. What would be your best advice being an entrepreneur yourself, having mm -hmm. your own business, what's your biggest advice for helping somebody do that? For me and what I've learned, and I think what's really important when I'm talking to other entrepreneurs is understand your business finances and understand how to manage your money so that you are allocating for expenses and taxes and all those other things and reserving money for yourself. There's a great book I read. It's called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Um, if you've heard of it, you know, if you haven't heard of it, look it up. Amazing author, but he helped me to really understand how to manage my money so that I could keep my business profitable. And even through COVID, as my revenue has taken a little bit of a roller coaster, I've managed to align my expenses with my revenue and also keep money in the bank for taxes and other things because I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want to be like that business that fails in five years. I want to be a powerful statistic and keep my expenses in line with what my business needs are so that I can be profitable and I can be happy. I don't want to burn through all my profits and outsource. I want to, you know, have some money in my own pocket too. Such sage advice from a powerful entrepreneur. All right. So where can we find you? So I always tell people, if you're looking to work with anybody on social media, look them up on social media, Brenda Meller, M-E, L-L-E-R is my name. I often get Miller or Mueller, but it is Meller, M-E. It's like Keller, but with an M. You can look at me up on any of the major social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. 
you know, especially on LinkedIn, that's my number one network. You can also go to mellermarketing.com to learn more. Excellent. Okay. So do you have anything that we can sign up for or a resource that you would like to give to our audience, Brenda? Yeah, awesome. So I'm actually launching, I've, I've started doing a LinkedIn for Job Seekers webinar series. So anybody who is unemployed, if you're in uh, unemployed, furloughed, laid off, you know, in career transition due to COVID or other circumstances, for the past few months, I've been doing a LinkedIn for Job Seekers webinar series. It's a four-part session. They're each 90-minute webinars, and you can go to mellermarketing.com and click on events to learn more about those. And I also offer a Power 30 webinar series, which are quick hit topics, everything from using LinkedIn for business development. I have a LinkedIn for speakers module and, you know, making a great impact on Zoom. So a lot of these little entrepreneurial tips that I've learned as a marketer, I'm now packaging these into a 30-minute webinar series, and those are free if you'd like to sign up and learn more. And of course, here in the Maverick community, we highly encourage you to do that. So thank you so much. This has been such a fun interview, Brenda. This is awesome. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. I had a blast talking to you again today, Marlo. Thank you. <laughs> so to learn more about Brenda Meller, you can visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can add Brenda to your circle of influence, connect to her resources. Again, this has just been a delight. We invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Performing Get Paid community Facebook page. This is where we're going to engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach passionate entrepreneurs like you to achieve complete confidence and clarity to reach your one-year goal in 90 days. Learn how you can get more done in less time with my number one proven formula for consistency and clarity. Simply go to go.marlohiggins.com to download. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo.